All right, we're, we're live now. Um, is it more than one truckload? No. Okay. It's not even very heavy. So is it going from their house to your house? Bridge mail to my house. Yep. Cool. I'll find somebody else, too, so we can... Make quick work of it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Or it will make quick work of us. Oh, it's been in there forever. Four, ladies and gentlemen, it is a two-point Cleveland lead now. The Pacers and uh, Art's prognostication that LeBron would lose in the first round could uh, still happen. We are live. We are live. We uh, might. What if we just did play-by-play of this game as like half the show? We, we could do that because <laughs> it's going like to last LeBron with the fadeaway. Break! Rebound. Oladipo. Can we do play-by-play? Do we know how to do that? Oladipo dribbles to the front court. I'll say, Onions! Oladipo taking his time now, surveying the scene. There's a switch. Uh-oh. Now the double on Oladipo. Back and forth. Around the rings, he dribbles to the baseline. Back out to, I can't tell who that is from here. Corey Joseph. Joseph drives, looks, pumps, shoots, misses. Where's Miles Turner? Ball is tipped out. Looks hey. by. Looks like it's tipped out by Kevin Love. We'll reset the shot clock. 119 left to play. 24 <laughs> seconds on the shot clock. LeBron with his hands on his hips, wondering why he's tied with... Indianapolis. Wondering why. <laughs> two games to two. Nate McMillan barking orders. Uh, what do we have here? LeBron wondering why. How did how did I end up with these guys around me? With Jose Calderon. <laughs> and why uh, is Ty Lue still my head coach? Dude, they Cleveland is just giving up on even carrying beyond this year. And even for this year, this roster behind, around him is absolutely atrocious. Horrible. Kyle Korver might be their most dangerous weapon. Oh. Who is that? Dude, that, is that that's Sabonis? A, yeah, Sabonis. Sabonis with the break. Come on, Sabonis. Nice play set up. Sabonis gets the ball at the high post at the top of the key. Excuse me, at the free throw line and, and just misses a layup. Now LeBron dribbles Bron, to his Bron. left, back to his right. Dished in the corner, back around. Love for three. No, no foul. No foul and a rebound by the Pacers. 46 seconds, down by two. Let's set the scene going from right to left, the Pacers. On, the, on your radio dial. <laughs> left, right to left on your radio dial. Now the double team from Oladipo. Ball goes to the right side. Back Sub-bonus. into Sabonis from the free throw line. Jump shot! Tie game, folks. If this goes to overtime, we'll get even more. <laughs> you are listening to the role players play-by-play of the NBA on not Westwood 1. And who knew we were Pacer homers? We're going to a break. We'll be right back after this quick commercial break from YourOrganizeIt.com. <laughs> and that's how we start. Oh my gosh! Man, we could—I could do that forever. That's called the off season for us. <laughs> 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 Football's not on. March Madness is over. We're not going to quit our day jobs. Clinging to what's left of NBA play, because after NBA playoffs, it, for me, it's just golf. It's baseball for you. It's baseball. Is it season. Ronald Acuna? It is. He just got called up. Talk to me about him. Uh, we'll give the Arts Mosley's baseball minute. I, I really don't have much to say about Acuna. I, um, what is he, outfield? He is a, I believe he's a right fielder. Okay. He's outfield. Is he but, from the Dominican Republic? Uh, he doesn't speak very very good English at all, if any. Mm-hmm. Uh, I do know that much. Dominican, he's of Hispanic origin, okay? okay. And he knows how to hit a baseball. That's, that's what you need to know about Ronald Acuna. Braves uh, need all the help they can get. Signed Jose Bautista to a minor league contract. 
Wasn't wasn't he good like six or seven years yeah, ago? Yeah, he was. And actually, Bautista got into a brawl with the Braves. With these, he's got a patented bat flip and hit a home run and flipped the bat. The Braves didn't like it, so the next day they hit him, which is what they should have done. You don't need to yeah, show but what if him. they just struck him out? Well, no, you hit somebody when they try to show you up. That's the rule of baseball. Don't show me up. Don't be a don't be a prick. Okay, hit your home run, circle the bases. You don't have to. What about Bonds walk? Or hey, I know you hate Bonds. You're going to be biased. King Griffey Jr. Did I'm it sorry. Too. LeBron James just dribbled the basketball out of bounds. Did he really? Yes. LeBron James going baseline. Uh, oh! Actually got away with a travel. Or palming the ball and then dribbles it out of bounds. And now he's whining. And the refs didn't. We can, as they're going to timeout, we can talk about. All right, so the Western Conference to me is usually what I like the most. And the East is kind of an afterthought. This year, the Western Conference, it's until it's Houston and Golden State, I, none of it matters to me. But in the East, dude, two teams that I like, that I've grown to like. Okay. Indiana, but Philadelphia. Oh, I like Philadelphia. Ooh, Joel Embiid is back. Yes, the process within Simmons and Embiid and the Reddick's there with all of yes. his tattoos. tattoos yes. The I, like, I like having a fresh young team with talent. I, I, they're exciting. I, that series, I enjoyed that so you got, immensely. And, and then you've got my pick, my dark horse pick, Milwaukee, falling by the wayside here, down three games to two yeah. to Boston. But battling... Yeah. Number two and a number seven seed. Did we ever figure? I, I keep hearing it, and I forget it to make a note. A, a ten a kempo, a ten to kempo, a ten a kempo, or something like that. It's it's, it's right along that line. Um, a ten a kempo. Uh, can we cut back now? We we're out of commercial break. I'm sorry. Can we cut back to the? Who do you go to here? Uh, if you you're go, Nate. Oh, they're going to. What do you draw this. up, Coach? Well, Art? what what's going to happen is they're going to review this. And give the ball back to Cleveland, of course. And right as right as they should. Yeah, I guess they should have. As they should, but they didn't. Duck. What? I'm I'm going I'm what? going right back to Sabonis at the high post. And actually, instead of turning and facing, I'm going to do a give and go because if if that's J.R. Smith guarding uh, Oladipo, he's not. Oh, there's a switch. So they go. Who's that on him, Bron? Oh, oh, little Westbrook, and uh. he gets blocked. Are you kidding me? Oh. With three seconds left. I mean, in retrospect, I, I don't know if I'm going at LeBron <laughs> defensively. It's a, an amazing block by LeBron James at the hole. Oladipo crosses him up, but LeBron recovers so well. Oladipo trying to go in. Should have, in my opinion, he should have gone to the other side of the rim and used the, the rim as a protector, Yeah. although there was another defender there. But, oof, that's tough. You're going in there against... No, it's like overtime, folks, yeah, probably. No, probably not. LeBron's going to hit – we're going to end the game right here. Actually, no, he's not. He doesn't have it in his veins. He's going to pass the ball to Kevin Love and he'll miss. You think? Yes. I think he's got it in his veins. I well, don't I think actually, he used to, but it, I think I, now he I, does. I think you got to get LeBron going to the basket because there's nobody that can guard him on, on Cleveland's team. On, on earth. Well, Durant, maybe, to an Ooh. extent. Durantula. Ooh. Did a pretty good job last year. We are the role players. I am <laughs> Arthur Mosley. He is Daniel Allen. So seven minutes into the show, now you finally figured out what you're listening to. It's not a bunch of babble. If you're still listening. If you are. Uh, our opinions don't matter. You should listen to us anyways. Uh, big thanks to our sponsors, YouOrganizeIt.com and Hillstrides. YouOrganizeIt.com. Check them out for all your organizational 
personal and professional organizational needs, contact YourOrganizeIt.com, your way, your life, your time, and Hillstrides for all your pet sitting and dog walking needs in the Hickory Flat, Macedonia, Avery, Greater Greater Cherokee area. Eastern Cherokee, <laughs> East Central Cherokee area, yes. I don't have a pet, but if I did, I would use Hillstrides. LeBron for three wins it. Dude, I just turned away. Yeah. You said he didn't have it in his veins. All I, right. I didn't. And I said How was I turned away for half of a second? It, not only does he have ice water in his veins, I say LeBron gets this ball and he's got to attack the basket. And he says, I don't know what I'm talking about. He's fired up. I, I, that's, I would, that's a pretty big big win for Cleveland. That's a great way to be fired. I mean, a good reason to be fired up. Mm-hmm. Might be a passive-aggressive tweet or two coming tonight off that you adrenaline. Think, you think? Now he's, I mean, now this is a little silly. Get climbing up on the uh, yeah. press table and and I mean he's excited. Good for him. Yeah, I'd probably do the same. Good thing. for him. I'd probably run through the stands, giving high fives. I show a replay for those of us that were turned. Here we go. So inbound to LeBron's dribbles to his left. Dude, that's the exact same thing he did to to Orlando, or was it Detroit? Orlando back in the day. The exact um. same shot, just coming the other direction. Hmm. Not a whole lot you can do about that one. No. He's a bad dude. Yeah. Anyways. So we'll uh end our coverage of Cleveland and Indiana for the night. So for those of you who who are listening and don't know, I'm not a Cleveland fan. I had predicted them lose Indiana and <sighs> still could happen. It could happen, but it's But so, it, are we both of agreement that Cleveland is not going to be the Eastern Conference representative? They will not be the Eastern Conference rep and LeBron will not be in Cleveland next season. Yeah, I agree on both. Um, he'll be in L.A. Or maybe he'll be in Oklahoma City with Russell Westbrook, who can't beat the freaking uh, – was it? Hmm? Who are the Thunder playing? Who are the Thunder playing? <laughs> I haven't New watched Orleans. one of that series. Uh, the Jazz. I don't the know Jazz, why I could... The Utah Jazz. Right. Donovan Mitchell. Yes. And Rudy Gobert. I, that's Kobe and Shaq, according to Alex. Yeah, Gobert. yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and thanks, thanks to, to Big Al, Alex Gorn, for joining us last week. Or two weeks ago, I'm sorry. Yeah. Um, hey, is this the first year that you can remember that the Memphis Grizzlies were not in the playoffs? I mean, in recent memory? Yeah. They're always in it. Kind of like the Hawks. And they always get a, bounced. They're always like a seven or eight. And they're like, this is going to be a tough out. And then they win a game or two. And then... Mark Gasol's out there batting Zebo. Right. Yeah. Zach Randolph. Yeah, 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 yeah. <coughs> so this um, is the first year that, that, that I can remember in a while that Memphis hasn't made an appearance. So who took their place? Uh, uh, Utah. Utah. Maybe Minnesota? Ah, Minnesota indeed, yeah. Which did that? that's not going to last very long. Yeah, they're, they're on their way out. Um, so right now you've got uh, a second-round matchup in the West with Golden State against New Orleans. The Brow. And uh, the Brow and is, is, is Travis Leslie's victim, is he injured? Uh, yeah, he's injured. Okay. So, so it's just Davis, so that, that series won't. It won't last long. <laughs> I mean. And for those of you who don't know who Travis Leslie's victim is, it's DeMarcus Cousins. Yeah. If you don't know about that, you should Google Travis Leslie dunk on DeMarcus Cousins. Yeah. The best dunk in the world. Um, 
Houston and Utah. We we kind of know, no, where this yeah, going. know what's going to happen. But then Houston Golden State's where it gets interesting. Yes. Yes. And I meant to ask Alex. Next time he comes on, I'm going to ask him this, the debate, whether James Harden's step back is a travel or not. Look that up. Look that up. Watch it in I slow saw, I saw one of them where he looked like he took a hop and then two steps. He does the jab step and right. then the bounce back. And so usually the you, ball doesn't hit the bounce before, so it's kind of a he's picking it up as he steps forward mm-hmm. and then he steps back. Yeah, that's a travel. It's a it's a fine line. <laughs> but I've I've seen a lot of no calls in the NBA, so it's didn't it didn't the guy what's his name um what does he call himself T dot dude that does the impersonation B-dot. didn't he B-dot. come to Sequoia? Yes, he did. Yes, he dude, did. He's because that's every time I see Harden, I think of him. <laughs> I think of him in his videos. So B dot is actually playing um, professionally in uh, Melbourne, Australia, right now. Really? Yeah, and if you don't follow. Um, uh, I think his Instagram handle is like B.A.5 or something yeah. like that. Brandon Armstrong is is who he is. And he's actually, he was a college teammate of one of our assistant coaches. Oh. So uh, also he he and Famous Los, uh, Carlos, um, I can't remember Famous Los's last name, but um, Famous Los kind of does, he's a more, he takes clips and he goes, why you do that boy like that? He's It's pretty funny if you've never seen it, but he kind of roasts players when they you know like when uh, did he do one when james harden dropped whoever it was i mean james harden did a crossover dropped the dude stepped back hit a three-pointer looked at him and just like mm-hmm. so famous host would come in and play that clip and he'd be like james why you hit him with the blah 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 and then he replays it and it's i mean it's i think it's pretty funny but him and b dot and uh cam Carden all played at uh, lincoln memorial university in tennessee okay the real splitters. He was on. Uh, he was on in the All Star Celebrity, Celebrity Game. game yes, two and t- year before two, he won yes. the MVP. Yes, he did. Yes, he did. So hey, he was. Uh, and uh, you know, he did also. He came. He came to a Sequoia game. Gave our guys a little pep talk. Uh, watched a game that we won, and then kind of came in afterwards and, and gave him some words of wisdom. So pretty, uh, pretty down to earth guy. Fun, good, I good. mean, just funny, but uh, real funny guy. But. Uh, so back, yeah, yeah. yeah. Plugging Plug so back yeah. to the matchup. So I, Houston and Golden State's kind of the only thing of interest to me there, the only series of interest. And me. hopefully it gets to that. Yeah, I mean we don't expect any surprises. One to two. the East. See, I'm kind of skeptical because I am not a believer in Toronto. Well, how could you be? I mean, every they're, year they're they're just I don't I don't ever buy in. I don't so think. So they're not going to. So maybe Carl I'm Anthony starting Towns to too. walk it back. My Cleveland's not going to win the East. Who's gonna, who think, can who can beat Cleveland? I guess that's the question. And yet Philly can. I don't think Boston has enough. Uh, has if, a, if Kyrie were still there, right? Yeah, but uh, uh-uh. Philly's too young. They don't. I I think I don't think they they can beat LeBron and. So it's up to Toronto, and I don't trust Toronto. I mean, they can barely beat the Wizards. Yeah. So, so at this point, I'm revising, and I'm saying it is going to be LeBron and okay. the East. F- yeah. I mean, it's there was a someone had floated a I don't know if this was a talk talk show host had floated a pro, an idea that the NBA should change their playoff structure and just take the best sixteen teams mm-hmm. and not necessarily the best eight from the East or best eight from the West. 
Um, but Mm-mm. it's just you know, don't do that. Yeah. So every you know every you know conference has their run from time to time. Yeah. It's just like the the NFL. Sometimes it's the NFC. Sometimes it's the AFC. And you just have to the the pendulum will shift at some point, and it'll be back. The power will be back mm-hmm. in the East, and that's you know deal with. It. How many in the last fifteen years? How many of those years, if they did that, would it be sixty seventy percent West teams? Because there were teams under 500 in the mm-hmm. East getting in. Mm-hmm. And then there were teams in the West that were above 500 that it were not getting right. in. So that would have been just all... Yeah. Yeah. Up. I'm, not, I'm not up for that. So are we done talking about the NBA? Sure. All right. Let's move on. Uh, big event coming up tomorrow. tomorrow. I'd forgotten it was tomorrow until, <laughs> until I heard it was tomorrow. <laughs> tomorrow, Thursday, or tomorrow... Friday and Saturday. Tomorrow for us, it's Wednesday for us yeah. currently, but tomorrow being Thursday. NFL draft. Uh, and uh, the draft changed its format in, back in 2010 to, to separate out uh, the first, second, and the first round is one night, the second and third round is the next night, and then four through uh, seven is on Saturday. So it goes from Thursday to Saturday. TV we, money grab. Yeah, we, we talked about this a little bit before – it's is it is it must see TV? Mm-mm. I mean, I, and maybe we're not like I, like I'm a I'm a huge Jaguar fan, but but you know this is what I'm gonna how I'm gonna catch the draft. It's gonna be um, Friday, probably about four o'clock. I'll be sitting at work. And I'll be like, oh, who the Jaguars draft? Yeah. Or I'll just pull it up on Twitter. I mean, I'm not. Yeah, I'm I not just that, there's draft trackers on like the Sportsline app. Yeah, and I'll just as it goes along. I'll, here's part of the reason I stopped watching also is Roger Goodell. I cannot stand Roger even Roger Goodell. See, I cannot stand even seeing that man. The pride of Washington and Jefferson College, Roger Goodell. I do not like. I'm not a fan of his. I'm not on his side. Hmm. I love Tagliabue. <laughs> I like Adam Silver. Goodell. He's kind of shady, huh? Oh, he, he. We were just talking about power abusing. Officers, yes, it, that he would fit yes. that mold perfectly. But the owners, not only did they, ex- I mean, they renewed his contract. They, ex- they gave him a pay raise. And you, I don't know well, if you for saw them. Some. I'm sure they love him. I'm sure they are. He's he's their muscle, and he'll just kind of whatever they want him to do. And I just don't like the way he's cracked down, and and a lot of the punishments he's handed out, and also the way he tries to he's trying he he's tried to change so many things and make. It's like it was at an almost perfect state, and then he'll tinker and mess with this, and and just his just his behavior in these situations where people players have whatever, and they get a punishment, and the way he responds, it's just so to me he comes across as pompous, and I'm in control, and whatever. I just he does. I don't like it, and it's not consistent. I think that's the thing that I don't think the punishments are consistent. Mm-hmm. Um, or at least I haven't felt they've been consistent. Uh, if you know, the Peterson was the the one I the the most that stands out. Peterson being suspended an entire year for spanking right. his kid, and you're like, mm-hmm. and then Ray Rice was what two games originally, yeah. but then he never played again. Right, nobody would sign him. But Goodell handed down like two games, and then Brady he, you know, made it his life's work to enforce the four games, which. I mean, come on, that, that was kind and, of overblown. And I think if 
if Goodell really wanted to make a statement about the whole taking a knee, he would have he would have uh, used his muscle to force the owners to get somebody to sign Colin Kaepernick because there's some mm. really bad NFL quarterbacks, and I believe. This is the thing, and I don't want to get into a whole big deal about Colin Kaepernick because I think, in my opinion, I think there's something he could have done differently. But I appreciate that there was something he thought was wrong, and he just, he took a stand, and he asked one of his teammates, hey, what's the best way to honor the country and not be disrespectful and still yeah. protest? And the guy was like, this is a veteran, right? Right, a veteran. He says, take an E. That sounds pretty legit to me. If a veteran tells me that's 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 cool. Mm-hmm. Not that the veterans the authority, but but then people just get so outraged. Like, oh my gosh, Colin, you hate this country, and and then it becomes it becomes such a tense situation. And I I can only speak, you know, from my viewpoint. But it just becomes this like, oh, we just hate the NFL, and you got to stand up. And then Jerry Jones saying you're going to stand up and. And I really, this is what I wish would have happened. And I know they can't do this because that's their livelihood. I wish the players would have said, you know what? Screw you guys. We're not playing. Yeah. Until there's some real change, whatever change they wanted. And I think some of these guys are protesting the right thing. I mean, I think there is, needs to be awareness to police brutality. Mm-hmm. And I, I just think, especially as an African-American, it, and we talked about this earlier, it is, it, to me, it's extremely scary if a cop pulls me over. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I don't. I shouldn't have any reason to to fear a cop. I don't hey, do anything. I would. <laughs> but we talked about this in the outtake. So it's like, yeah, something has to happen. Something has to give. And not every cop is a bad cop. But hey, if you know, if if I'm sitting in my car and I tell you I have a you know a carry permit, and then you shoot me, what the hell is that? Yeah. So I think there is a there's a legitimate <laughs> and and if you don't, it's difficult. It's like a fine line, like. I can't expect you to know what it is to be African-American, right? Mm-hmm. But I want you to care, and I want you to know that it's not as cool as being, and not cool, but it's not as, and maybe not easy is the right word. It's just different than being yeah. white. You know, it's different. Yeah. Um, and I, and I, I'm way off tangent here, but I just wish Goodell would have done the right thing. They took the NFL so long to react because they don't they want to be politically correct. You gotta yeah, protect the shield. You know, it's they botched it's, it. I mean and I think they got some good things and but my in my opinion, Colin Kaepernick's out of a job. I don't think he cares anymore. But I just feel like he's out of a job. Nobody wants to touch him because he started this quote unquote protest, you know, and it, that's just right. Yeah. You know what I like is that um and I never liked Kaepernick before it after he always seems smug. I, I didn't like smug. him. Smug. Yeah, in his post game, yeah, I just never liked the way he interacted with people. But I have no problem with what he did. Here's here's the one thing that you can respect is that he. Who was it? The team that was just recently asked talking to him, and they asked him, "Are you still going to take a knee?" And he said yes. And it was basically a, "Hey, do you want a job? Are you going to stand?" And he said no. Where you remember Eric Reed took a knee with him mm-hmm. in San Francisco, mm-hmm. and then said, "I think it was Eric Reed. It was one of those guys." And said, "No, I'm going to continue to do it." And somebody said, "Does that mean if a team, if no team will sign you because of that, are you willing to to accept that?" And he said, "Yeah. If that means I'm out of the league, that's whatever. I'm going to stand for it." 
oh well he's he <laughs> caved and said no I'm, I'm gonna stop doing that and then he signed with the team so yeah. at least Kaepernick has I mean conviction it's yeah even if he wears shirts with Fidel Castro on him whatever That's... he might be a little misguided in some things but <laughs> yeah, I, I'm, yeah yeah I'm all for it but yeah so Goodell anyhow. in that situation it's just he he just he seems like he's just like I said the muscle of the owners and I just don't like his general demeanor so we've got Goodell with his smug face with the first pick of the NFL draft the Cleveland Brown select and him trying to do the hugs I don't it's very awkward it is awkward and I don't know why Tagliabue never did that I don't know why I'm sure it started with somebody that did it and then the rest of the guys but now it's become a thing and it's like man why are you nah. it's like the half hug the the shake yeah. hug like and I'm a hugger right I'm not I'm, I can say this on like like it's like if you're gonna hug, just give a hug. I mean, don't give the you you only give the friendly side hug to like like your female friends. Your you know the like you're married. You see a female friend that is a friend of yours, and you're like, oh hey, how you doing? The you gentle the, pat, the gentle pat, pat, the side, you know, whatever. You don't give the you know. I don't know. Yeah, it's weird. Goodell is very, very rigid, very rigid, too rigid to be giving hugs. He <laughs> it is, just seems so. He is not the, and he's awkward. not the warm. Fuzzy cuddly no, type. No, he's not the. Hey man, I'm cool. Right. You know, he, I can see right, Adam Silver doing that. All right, all right. Yeah. I can see Adam Silver hugging guys because he's oh he's nerdy, gosh. but he's cool. Um, hey, 106 underclassmen in the draft. It's a lot. Uh, have declared. Uh, we talked about this earlier uh, pre-show. Your thoughts about what what. How could the NFL or college football make it okay for some of these underclassmen who have been misguided, who mm-hmm. didn't sign an agent, like Trent Thompson, right, to come <laughs> to come back to school instead of you know once you declare that's that's it? Yeah. What are your thoughts? I really do think like the NBA. If you don't hire an agent, you can come back. Mm-hmm. I think you should be able to do that mm-hmm. because it's not. I mean, you're not ruining your amateur status by entering it and what's what's the worst case scenario more guys declare than typical i mean like in a typical year like what is the what's the downside to that you you mentioned it okay that does leave sort of limbo because they have to declare and then there's signing day and are they gonna have a scholarship and then they're not gonna go through spring practice right but but like this is also the time of year, like, Georgia just got a graduate transfer from Notre Dame. This is the type of year for graduate transfers. Just treat it like that. Those guys are coming in in the fall with one year to play. Right. So it's the same sort of I – mean, I just think you need, it, it would be – it would help protect the players that, that get bad advice and then don't go drafted. Now maybe their people are still saying, no, I'll go as a free agent, you'll get picked up, and some do. But I just think you should be able to return – um, without having any any penalty, yeah. Um, I think that you do run into an issue with scholarships. I think that's the only the only problem I would see with that is if you, after you've already given your scholarships, National Signing Day is after the day to declare. And so if I've got a full boat, um, and I'm sure there's a way to figure out, yeah, uh, how to get somebody on scholarship. I.e., when Miami the Miami Hurricanes were uh, on probation under Butch Davis. Uh, Santana Moss got a track scholarship, so I'm sure they still allowed that. Oh yeah, he was on the track team. I mean, oh, that's great. That's a Bear Bryant move there. So uh, you have to get creative. Yeah, you have to get creative. 
So, um, I mean, how much do we care about which quarterback goes first? I don't. And who goes to the Browns? I, don't. I mean, Darnold, Rosen, even see Allen, Mayfield at the top. Mayfield. I mean, Lamar Jackson. I mean, yeah. It's, uh. So the Browns have uh, two picks in the first round: number one and number four. Mm-hmm. Is that is that correct? Number one and number four. Yeah. Uh, Browns with a you know two. <laughs> if there's anybody who can get that wrong, <laughs> it's the Browns. But look, they've got uh, nine picks overall in the draft, five in the first two rounds. I only bring up the Browns because they've been abysmal forever, mm-hmm. uh, and, and I can't remember a Browns team being good since uh, Bernie Kosar was a quarterback and Kelvin Mack was a running back. So, uh, and that, that's going back to the the mid '80s, early '90s for all you kids yeah. who were listening. That's awful. It's been a rough, it's a rough, rough stretch for them. They can't get a quarterback. No, they can't. They had Derek Anderson was good for a year, mm-hmm. and then he wasn't. Um, they've gone through. They've gone through. Oh my gosh, who all have they had? They gone went through Josh McCown last year. They played. Um, oh my goodness, they had Johnny for a while. Johnny football. Johnny football was there. That was a train wreck. Oh, uh, awful. So, anyways, they got Duke Johnson still. They do have Duke. Uh, they better find somebody to block for their quarterback. Is what I do know. Uh, and and I, maybe they have short up. I don't know anything about the Browns. I couldn't care less. Yeah, they had uh, Joe Thomas for a while, but that uh, was about it at left tackle. Yeah, and he was a pro bowler. But I mean, uh, so you got to imagine. Uh, and here's my opinion: the the surefire no miss no miss pick is Saquon Barkley. Yeah, um, I think you take Saquon with the number one pick and a quarterback with the number two pick. I think you that said that high. Yeah, I think you said you take two quarterbacks. Yeah, if you're Cleveland and you've had such a poor history of decisions with quarterbacks, so why don't you just say, all right, these are the four best quarterbacks. We're going to take two of whichever. <laughs> you remember Washington did that with, with uh, RG3 and Kirk Cousins. Yes, they did. And that well, actually – no, Kirk Cousins, they were in the there. first round. Okay, okay. No, they – I mean, or maybe second round, but they took them in the same draft. Okay. And people were like, why are they taking – they just got RG3. Why are they taking Cousins? And then you look and you're like, oh, Cousins yeah. is the one that had more production. But no, in the top four, that was a joke. But being Cleveland, maybe you should. Well, because you're going to miss on one of them because you're Cleveland, and so there's a chance you miss on both of them. Like they would go out and take like Josh Allen, and then who will probably, you know, whoever doesn't pan out. Sam Darnold will not pan out. Yeah, I'm, I'm gonna. He's kind of colorish, isn't he? Yeah. With his just overall how he seems to approach the game. I I you know what? They probably take Sam Darnold with the first pick. Mhm. I bet they will. I bet cuz I, uh, I we could wager I bet they will take Sam Darnold with the first pick. Um so th- that's Barkley's safe. I think Barkley's safe. I think uh who is the uh offensive tackle from uh, Notre Dame? McGlinchey? The guy uh, that got a Quentin Nelson. Oh. Quentin Nelson. McGlinchey's the other. Yeah. And my favorite player in this draft in, is Bradley Chubb, and specifically of the historic, to me, the historic game he had against Florida State early in the season, uh, in the college football season in 2017, was like, I was, to me, he was like, wow, this guy can really play. Uh, probably the best defensive lineman in the draft. I, mm-hmm. I don't know if I can go and say he's better than Roquan, because I think Roquan just does some terrific things um, I don't want to sound like a homer but I think Roquan is his can't miss 
just from knowing him and knowing his character and then mm-hmm. watching him play like he's just an absolute freak. Him or, or Minka to me are the... Well, Ch- yeah, Chubb, but if I had to t- pick one defender and say who's the best defensive player, it's Roquan to me and then Minka's, Minka's right behind there too. And I think here's the thing with Chubb or any defensive uh, interior defensive lineman or, or really a guy on the outside... You kind of need two of those premier pass rushers, so they don't the one doesn't get mm. double teamed, or uh, kind of a, a really good run stopper or, or nose tackle, defensive tackle, and a linebacker that can move from sideline to sideline to come in and, and get the credit because he's got a, you know, Chubb was impressive, but what happens when he gets double and triple? Yeah, you've seen Clowney, who is as talented as any defensive player I've ever seen, and it, yeah, after two or three years, he. Last year started to make a little impact. Mm-hmm. Of course, he hasn't been all that healthy. Mm-hmm. But you're right. With one, it's rare that you see a defensive player just completely take over. Right. You need really. You really need to. I think the the place where that happens the most is at cornerback. I would say if, yeah. if you're going to say one guy can completely alter yeah. a game plan because you don't throw to his side. Right. Yeah. Exactly. So if you've got. Uh, a guy shutting down one side out there, but this year's not really a heavy cornerback. No. Year. No. I also forgot about Mason Rudolph. That's a name we didn't mention. Mason Rudolph. He's yes. being mentioned? Um, yeah. I hadn't heard him at all. Um, so there you have it. That, that's going to be the extent of our NFL draft coverage. If you want uh, in-depth coverage, there are several media outlets uh, that try to prognosticate. Yeah. Go to NFL.com. They have like 15 different so. mocks or scenarios. Nobody. Yeah. Nobody really knows. That's probably an easy business to get into, make a, a bold prediction, and doesn't really matter. It's like yeah, all you got to do is get it right once, and then, and then you ride that. Exactly. You know? I.e. Mel Kuyper. Um, let's move on. Let's move on. You had a chance to attend an event this Saturday, this mm. past Saturday, uh, April 21st. Exciting. Uh, in one said college town. Uh Yeah. And actually, it was a tale of two, in the state of Georgia, it was a tale of two spring football games. <laughs> so in the north, As noted by our, my favorite weatherman. Yes. In the northeast corner of the state, in Athens, I won't say corner, but northeast yeah. Georgia, what was it, about 82,000? Yeah, 82, so the, the end zone was, is under construction, so the capacity was 82. And then there were probably, I'd say... Another seven, ten thousand outside. Okay, and uh, that was a the I think the highest attended spring yeah. game. Yeah. Okay, and in, uh, um, Nebraska was number one. Okay, they were like eighty six. Uh, that would make sense. Welcome home, Scott, Scott Frost. Frost. Yeah, 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 yeah. And so Athens, let's just let's just put this in perspective. Athens is not even like I don't think it's not even in the top five in population in the state. No, uh, no, it's term. it's per capita, like per size. It's it's the most densely populated mm-hmm. but it's it's a tiny Clark County's tiny right so then you come over to um, Fulton County yeah okay which is the uh, where Atlanta is and Atlanta's a county seat for Fulton County capital yeah. state capital yeah all right very populated uh, over 600,000 residents in the in Atlanta proper okay and then you talk about the metro area which includes where we live you've mm-hmm. got over 5 million people in the metro area half the state's population lives in metro atlanta now if we given those facts just those numbers how many people you think attended the georgia tech spring game well this 
It's cheating because I saw, well, I'm guessing, I did see a picture. And I, from what it looked like, so, what are there's 85 players on scholarship and then however many, 20 walk-ons on the sidelines and the coaches. Okay. So how many people are on the sidelines? 120, 20, something yeah. like that, 130. So I would guess in the stands, maybe then there were like 300 based on what I saw on the sidelines and what I saw in the stands. <laughs> It was actually one tenth of the Georgia spring game attendance. Uh, uh, I think it was a little over eighty eight hundred, uh, and it uh, sparse. Um, it was very sparse. I do know who was there. Redheaded Jenna was there with her she husband was? Trent, and so uh, we weren't able to hook this up this week. But maybe in two weeks we'll be able to get her, you know, analysis of the Georgia Tech spring game. Mm. But since we don't have her, we're going to ask you about the Georgia spring game. Tell me what you saw. Uh, kind of, I mean, spring game. Spring games are spring games, you mm-hmm. know. Um, no injuries is the biggest thing I saw. Nobody got hurt. Oh, man. There is this, you know, this is Jake Fromm's team. What about the freshman coming in, Justin Fields? And you're like, well, everybody knows how good Jake Fromm was. And I think Fields will play in packages. But you, there was kind of the sense that, like, there's no way there would be any even rumblings of a controversy, right? Because of what Jake Fromm just did. Taking sure, it in that as a freshman, game. right. And then, of course, they go out and Fromm struggles and throws two interceptions mm-hmm. and Fields is out there not even able to run, like just carving things up and, and outplays Fromm. Now, granted, Fromm had two long touchdowns dropped, which would have changed his stats, and he ended up being like five or six yards less and threw a touchdown. But Fields looked better than Jake Fromm on Saturday. <laughs> But it's just funny that you're you're going to go into the offseason and now there are going to be some people that are like, well, I think Fields is going to play. And honestly, man, that would be the third year in a row with a true freshman quarterback. But I don't see how, unless Jake Fromm is so committed. And in two years, I don't see how they're both here. Mm. I just don't. Mm. Because Fields is so talented, I don't think he wants to sit for three years. And I don't think Fromm might. But, I I mean, that's going to be a huge test for Kirby to manage that situation. It's a good problem to have. It it is a good problem to have. And there's also two other Fromms down at uh, Warner Robins High School. Yeah, Uh, one's a tight end. And one's a quarterback. Uh, They could be in the pipeline. So how do you – I mean, it might sound a little silly, but how do you keep that family happy? Because – and maybe the the twins – decide to go wherever they want to go. Mm-hmm. Maybe they're not going to Georgia to follow their brother. but Yeah, we, we haven't offered one of his brothers yet, which is kind of interesting because he has some SEC off- offers. You have you offered the tight end, right? I don't or think the- we have. Oh. That's the one I, I don't think we – Okay. I know I South Carolina corrected. and some others have, but I don't think Georgia has, which has got to be interesting. <laughs> and when the family comes up to visit for games and talks to Kirby, like, hey, hey, yeah, yeah you're not good enough. But yeah. it was just like – and, and when he's been here, we haven't really run the ball, tried to run the ball. It's more he's, and he even says it's more of a passing exhibition. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, DeAndre Swift was is a nagging injury. He didn't play. Zamir White is recovering. He didn't play. So you're down to like your third and fourth string quarter running backs. And then the defense knows that you're going to throw most of the time. Right. So he's basically in a passing down every play. And receivers had dropped. So I mean, I mean, Fields threw it what, 38 times. From threw it 33 times. Wow, that's and you're like. It's like a seven on seven. Yeah, it's fun. It's he, like I said, no no injuries was the key, and defensively was I was actually kind of the secondary is worrisome 
from from a Georgia perspective because you lose so much and uh, defensive line too that that's mm-hmm. terrifying. But um, the secondary actually played really well. So DeAndre Baker had a pick six on from and he's he'll probably be all SEC. He came back, but then it's a bunch of it, it's there's not a lot of experience. Um, so it'll be that they they that was kind of reassuring. But it's the spring game. They yes. always joke that there's who's going to be the, the spring game Heisman winner, and there's always like a running back <laughs> that runs for 150 yards and then he's never heard from again. Right. So, yeah, we, we survived half of the game. Cooper lasted a half um, with the aid of a giant box of Skittles and a Sprite mm. to, to keep him entertained. He, he did get into it. He was, he was excited. They had he would get up and cheer and yell and they had some dance competitions. There's a new speaker system and all. And so he, he liked the music. Uh, he likes hip hop. Okay. Yeah. He liked the music and he would do, you know, dance and everything to it. So he, he enjoyed himself. Then he wanted to go home. He also had his monster trucks there. So that helped, but it was cool. It was cool. Kind of, I would imagine it's kind of tough for a five year old to, yeah. In a spring game. Yeah. It's way too, the good news is that we didn't pay for a ticket in the fall. So we're like, if we're going to take him, and he, he's wanted to go. His first comment when we got in there and he saw the stadium in person was he was like, oh, he said, it's really real? <laughs> he, was like, he was blown away that, that Georgia that he watched is actually a real That's place. Awesome. And, yeah, he was excited That's about awesome. that. So. That's awesome. It was fun. It was fun to get back up there and go. Um, you know, It's always fun to get back up there and walk around and everything's changed and it's it's different, but mm-hmm. it was fun. Yeah, a good deal. So that's that's kind of our. Uh, you know, I, I hate spending so much time in the spring because, like you said about that spring Heisman, it's you know, it, I think it's too a much chance. To, it's a chance for the, the coaches really to get their system, get some of the new guys or some of the guys that don't have a, a lot of playing time, get them yeah. reacclimated to the system, get them out there. And and, it's fun. No, it's fun to have. I mean, I always it's fun to watch, even though it's dull. Most of the time, and you can't take anything away. It's it's football in April, and just don't nobody get hurt. That's, yes, I think that's exactly. the biggest thing. Right? That's all. That's the the number one thing is no no ACLs. No, if it's not, it's always. It seems like it's always either spring or right or summer camp leading up to the season. Like right, yeah, you know, once they start in camp, and it's like, oh, so and so told her ACL non-contact yes. drill, and right. <sighs> that's that's the worst. That's for any team. I don't, and it's you don't want to. You never want that for any any team or any you know. Mm-hmm. I don't care if it's you know Virginia Tech or the Florida Gators or maybe you don't care. But I, I just no. I don't I just like, wish I don't like wish injuries. Wish for people to be healthy, players to be healthy throughout spring and regular season, so they can go in and compete. Now, yeah. once you know, I still want the Gators to get bludgeoned by 50 and I want, you know, Virginia Tech to lose every game and mm-hmm. Florida State to lose every game, but that's, you know. But you don't want 19-year-olds to, to no, like, go down with tragic injuries. Right. It's just <laughs> that's not what kind of human would I be if I was no. cheering for somebody's ugh. No. Ugh. That's that's but um, one of our cornerbacks, a guy that I'm very excited to see and has made a lot of progress went down the week of the spring before the spring game, mm-hmm. they said he was carted off the field with a knee injury, and they were all were like, "Oh my gosh, ACL!" Blah, blah, blah. Turned out he tore his meniscus, which is positive. Yes. But like that, and like Zamir White tore his ACL in his uh, in the last quarter of his last game, mm-hmm. as I, and you're like, I mean, come on! And it's always the players that I'm most excited about, right? That they. <laughs> so I don't know. You they, you you mentioned Florida. Speaking of Florida and the draft, 
Um, did you see that Antonio Callaway failed a drug test at the Combine? The wide receiver from Florida that was suspended this year? All season for some kind of... He, he's had uh, right. sexual assault. He's had I mean, everything. So you're already character concerned. You can't not smoke weed for three weeks. Come on, man. <laughs> That's pathetic. That's pretty... I mean... It's, uh, uh, I mean, it's not... Uh, we won't get into this, but it's not like you, you're physically addicted to how can you not for three weeks when you know that that's that's just a that's that's a huge red flag yeah that's like a josh gordon red flag yeah you just don't care yeah you you don't give it Mm -hmm. and you gotta you gotta care that's your livelihood that's they're gonna i know we we're down on owners and down on goodell but man they're gonna pay you a lot of money to to throw and catch a, a football uh and you can't lay off the wacky tobacco for mm. you know three weeks and we had this conversation before about the questioning the legality of marijuana. Um, you know, that's unfortunately maybe that's something that's not an issue twenty years from now. But yeah, it won't be. But it is. It's the rules today. Yeah, it is. It's the that rule. they can do whatever they want. Yeah, yeah. It's the rule, right? <laughs> the fun, is that not the funniest thing that that's included in, like technically lumped in with performance enhancing drugs to you? I I'm, guess it can I'm, help your recovery, I'm, but I've I'm never seen anybody very perform better stoned. <laughs> never yeah. perform anything. Yeah, better. You're more quick twitch. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> mm, no. I don't know. Uh, man, I think that's all we got. We had, did have one wild card, man, and we got a. We have to thank our friend, our buddy Justin Gillum, for providing us with material. From what I almost got punked. Uh, yeah, today, uh, but it was a satirical website, and I can't even remember the name of it. But it was a Christian satirical yeah, website. Yeah, the Babylon Bee. Okay, and so being two, uh, I guess you can call us Christians, believers, yeah, followers of the way, yeah. I'm okay, Christian. Christian, yeah. Uh, I don't, I don't really know what the evangelical moniker is, but I was never told I was an evangelical Christian as a kid, so I just kind of say I'm a Christian. Yeah. I believe that Jesus Christ died for my sins rose the third day, and that's <laughs> what I believe. Um, so I don't need the evangelical attached to that. So in the article, it said how a worship leader in, was it Nashville, Murfreesboro, somewhere in Tennessee, had to be cut out of his skinny jeans with the jaws of life. And I thought to myself, that is the most preposterous thing I've ever heard in my life. But having attended a church for several years, were the worship leaders wear skinny jeans? <laughs> I felt like we had to address that on the show. It, it, I don't know if you can call me a man's man. Okay, I, I do things like I know how to change the oil in my car. Yeah, the air filter. Hey, you change your disposal. I change it. We, we both have done that. Yeah, I in inst- like the same week. Yeah, I installed a garage door opener by myself. You killed a chipmunk. I, I killed a chipmunk. Um, hey, you've checked off all the boxes. Um, You're 40. I'm a man. I'm 40. <laughs> according to uh, I'm not quite Mike there Gundy. yet. I got five years Mike until Gundy. I can join you. But uh, I am trying to figure out where it became really cool and hip to wear skinny jeans. Why a man would decide that his, his clothes, his pants needed to be a little bit skin tighter, tight. Tighter, right. It's so that you waddle around uncomfortably. Yeah. So I'm gonna like when I was a kid, we call those things nut huggers, and you didn't want to be in them. Yeah. It just wasn't cool. Now I was a kid in the like the the 80s, 
okay, so then maybe that's the difference. Um, hey, I was in the 90s. We had Jinkos and, and Baggy. Okay, so that's completely the opposite. How you could... I don't like anything tight. I, I can't. It's, it's just extremely uncomfortable. It makes me feel like I've got like a wet shirt on or wet clothes. Yes. Right? So yes. it restricts movement. But, man... And what if your junk starts showing? I mean, nobody wants to see that. Yeah, on a, on a I'm stage. I'm sorry, I'm just... On a stage. At that, church? Yeah. So I mean, it's just... It's... Mm, you, so you're... And, and I attend a church and, and do it every... every I, I, That's the thing is that it it's not like something the, you would be surprised to see. And I'm thinking to myself, well, doesn't he just have a pocket knife? Like a man would just get some scissors and just cu- cut him out of his... It's like how do you how do you get into these skinny jeans and why? Well, and I mean, I guess if that's your thing, that's your thing. And uh, you know what's not my thing? Trying to be. And I texted y'all that the cool hip pastor, the cool hip music guy. That's like, hey y'all, I'm hip. Yeah. You see that? Let me see my skinny, skinny jeans, jeans up here. Let me let me just quote the Bible real quick and tell a joke and be funny. And I'm like, I'm getting so over that. My skinny and like jeans the hip and my fresh, flannel, flannel yeah. yes, the flannel, the pastors, and like the hair, you know, comb the, the hip. Right, uh, man, you're just up there to to convey a message and to, and to help people. Don't don't try to be like it's just it's just too you. try too hard. Right, just be you. If you're 45 years old, you don't need to wear skinny jeans and little flannel shirts and just wear pleated pants and just wear you know the old. What am I? What am I? Not chaps, but you know what's what's a, what's Khakis a brand? What's or, a brand or, that like you know somebody that's older would wear? Levi Strauss. Okay, wear your Levi Strauss proudly. Okay, <laughs> like that's that's fine. Don't 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 go out there with a white belt or anything like that. Just, just unless be, it's Memorial Day. I think, just be. I think you. white belt goes with a seersucker suit. Hey, that I, I can yeah I could see that. But then you that also kind of makes me think of like shady preacher. Any any preacher who shows up in seersucker. Just 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 be yourself. Don't it's obvious when you're trying too hard to yeah. be like flashy and cool and the, the word of God needs no assistance. Right, right exactly. <laughs> like it's getting to where I just want to hear like uh, like an, an eighty year old sitting there with you know, just pounding it. just just give me the Give me what I need to hear. Just don't give me the don't word. try to yeah. fluff it up and make it cool for me and make me want to come hang out with you at a you know Coffee a bar? vape bar or something. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. Does anybody, man. does anybody wear skinny jeans other than evangelical Christian musicians and pastors anymore? Uh, I don't know. Actually, that's not true. I, I I work in in downtown Atlanta, so I can say there are definitely people that wear skinny jeans. But if I were to ask them if they were in a church worship band, they would probably tell me yes. Yeah, they probably would, and they'd probably meet in like a loft or something, you know, or or in like a train car somewhere, yes. and just you know, some sort of <laughs> gathering. And uh, it's so funny because the people that started skinny jeans, you know, were the emo kids. Yes, I do remember them. And then. That little rap group out in California did it, and then Lil Wayne did it, and so it spread to that community, and then it somewhere along the way, you had like the emo skateboarders, and then you, so it's kind of spread into pop culture and became, mm-hmm. 
And then you mainstream. Still, it's yeah, but I just I, for the life of me, I know Jinkos look dumb, but they were comfortable, right? <laughs> you look like a yes. samurai, but yeah. you look you're comfortable. Oh, I, I I'll never understand. So skinny jean pastor. So if 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 we've offended you, um, you know, mm. we're just telling you like it is. It's two regular guys. If you wear skinny jeans, I one person that wears skinny jeans that I'm cool with them doing that and that's gucci gucci man gucci man yeah he he can hey he was doing it before even before it got as popular and he yeah i mean that's the only person that if i look at them and see it i'm like that's that's all right he's all right it doesn't make me question what's going on what's your choice And, and especially because for a long time they didn't put those in the men's department. You knew that you you, you, you were not buy, shopping you, in the men's department. You were buying women's jeans. Exactly. You know that you were not. And they people. I knew people that would even say, "Yeah, I have to shop with my wife in the women's." And like, and if you're a woman, and your husband's shopping in your section and and buying, it's so strange. Isn't why it? would you want that? Like, why would that be like, oh, babe, yeah, yeah, I like. I like to see. I like where we're going with this. I like the contours of your of your, <laughs> of your flat butt, your flat <laughs> yeah. man butt, uh, I of mean. your thighs and your <laughs> calves. That's um, yeah. maybe some people love it. It's I, it looks dumb. I don't care. It, it, people are laughing unless you wear skinny jeans. Like you are getting odd looks right. from from most people. Right. You're not. Uh, um, yeah, I could. I'm think a of, man of comfort. I do like to be comfortable. I like to make a statement. I I mean, I once wore a silk shirt to school (laughs) because when I was in like eighth grade, I just found a silk shirt and I was like, oh, mom, I need this. Apparently had like weird patterns because she was like, I don't know, you might not want to wear that again. And uh, so maybe it was an alternative lifestyle shirt, but I'm like, was it comfortable. It's silk. (laughs) You know? Uh, But, Mm. Oh my gosh! Well, yeah. I, you know, I just had to get that off my chest. It's, it's something that I will never understand, and I'm not going to as far as to say I'm judging you because I'm not. But I just, someone, please explain to me the if if one of our listeners who is in any way associated with the church, musician, can explain to us the lore and the you know the comfort of skinny jeans. I would, mm-hmm. I would. Maybe maybe they can educate me. And there's a difference in slim fit and skinny. Yeah, I'm so talking about. You're talking about they tight like. Yes. It's gonna take you a little while to get them off. Yes. Like yeah. you're gonna have to you know do like some hip shimmies yeah. and get on the bed. Did you roll. watch Seinfeld? Were you a Seinfeld fan? Um, not not a huge. Okay, because there's a, there's an episode where Kramer's wearing these tiny these jeans that don't fit and he's walking around like a like a cow you know he can't like bend his penguin? legs and trying to get them off and they're like pulling them and he's. It's one of my, I love it. So, it, but he, they were ahead of their time because you never would have thought, yeah, men are going to put on these. And, and denim, denim is not comfortable to me compared to like khaki. Denim is kind of, it's, it's not it needs bad. To, it needs to be, it needs to be broken in. I mean, I could, I could see if you're going to wear something skinny, just go all out and go spandex. Something that gives you some flexibility and freedom, you know? It breathes and moves yeah. with you, right? But denim, Ugh. I don't want denim it's on. It's very me. restrictive. Mm-mm. It seems very restrictive. It's like they don't make Under Armour denim shirts. No. They make, you know. Could you imagine skinny jean shorts? Skinny jorts? 
We could be on to something. Uh, We've just given somebody a business idea. I'm willing to bet you, though, if we went down to, like, Bulldogs, we'd find some skinny shorts. <laughs> but we're veering into Uncharted. Yeah. All right. We, we, we're off the rails. Um, thanks for listening, guys. I know it's kind of been a, a strange uh, strange podcast yeah, with the play-by-play. Kind of incoherent. Play-by-play. Um, <laughs> maybe <laughs> maybe, maybe not our best work. Um, hey, this is April work. It is April. And guys, if you haven't noticed, we've gone to once every other week uh, for podcasts. Just yeah. uh, That's going to be our summer schedule uh, to kind of fit in with our vacations and our our um, other obligations we have. And the uh, lack of, of content. Because if we well, did every week, we would probably be doing play-by-play hockey or worse, play-by-play baseball. <laughs> Sitting there, bitch back to the mound, walking around the mound. It would it would be more like uh, and up to pay, up to the bat Ronald Acuna Acuna's favorite food is mahi mahi <laughs> tostadas he likes Captain Crunch Acuna once caught a chipmunk in a chipmunk trap <laughs> and the batter steps away for time <sighs> anyhow. Thanks for listening, guys, very much. We are the Role Players. As always, you can find us on Twitter at the Role Players One. That's the number one. Uh, you can find us on SoundCloud, uh, the Role Players. We have the blue and silver microphone. And you can also find us on iTunes, the roleplayers.com. Uh, we sincerely appreciate you. Any comments or if you have any feedback, uh, we will definitely get, uh, we definitely. Appreciate the follows. We give feedback. You know, we tweet. We love our listeners. We you do. Know, talk to us. We might even have you on the show one day. Yeah. Maybe, you know, we're, 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 we're fans of the people. We've had uh, two of our listeners on the show so far. Uh-huh. So we're, we know we're eager to talk to the, talk to the people. Yeah. We want to hear what the people have to say. People, the people. Viva la raza. Ah. All right, guys. That's going to do it for us. Uh, have a great week. Thank you for listening. We are the role players. Our opinions don't matter. But you should listen to us anyway. Thank you, guys. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.